I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Cabbie Richards. I'm not 100% today, so I'm going to try not to do that much talking. I'm going to let my guest, who is accustomed to shouldering the load, I'm going to let him do most of the talking. In 2013, I mean, this guy knows all about carrying. So in 2013, he carried his team into the playoffs and led the league in rushing. So he will do most of the talking, and my scratchiness will hopefully not annoy you in your earbuds or your Beats by Dre's or however you are consuming this podcast. A couple things before we get to my guest. Halloween. I saw some amazing photos on the Book of Faces. Very creative pictures. Like a friend of mine in Edmonton, in their office, they went as the Flintstones. They had the car. That was great. I was randomly walking around in T.O. and I saw a guy uh, dressed up as our mayor, Rob Ford, uh, who was disheveled. He had a, he had a red face. Obviously, it was a little heavier set, and it was just an amazing costume. Now, for my American listeners, you guys will know who Rob Ford is because Kimmel, like the late-night hosts, have been making reference to Rob Ford, who the Toronto Police Department, I can't believe, has uh, confirmed that the video that John Cook at Gawker and Robin Doolittle at the Toronto Star, the video that they saw on an iPhone of Mayor Rob Ford smoking crack was in fact authentic. This was confirmed by the Toronto Police Department. Our mayor is just... Uh, <laughs> it's, and then, it, it, it's, it's just funny. It's like, it's, it's like the stuff... That you, you can't make the stuff up. Then, on a local... Toronto um, radio station. I don't. I'm laughing because then there was a caller who called in on AM640 News to defend the mayor, and he said his name was Ian from Etobicoke. Ian was the mayor. He tried to disguise him. He didn't even like. This is how bad this disguise was. Mayor Rob Ford. The part of Toronto he's from is Etobicoke, and he calls in as Ian from. Etobicoke. Dude, pick a different borough. Pick a different town. Pick a suburb. Not the part of Toronto that you're from. Comical stuff. So, And then also about Halloween, a friend of mine in Denmark, I was messaging a friend of mine in Denmark, they don't celebrate Halloween in Europe like we do in North America. She said that we celebrate a day called, it's called the yearly day of Christmas and they drink a lot of beer. So that's 
I'm not really sure how that works on the calendar, but in Copenhagen, it's a different thing. Let's get to our conversation. CFL playoff football is about to begin, and this dude's responsibility is going to be huge and a big part of whether the Calgary Stampeders will hoist the 101st Grey Cup. He joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. Not sure what he dressed up as for Halloween, but if it were a Clydesdale horse, it would be appropriate because this man has carried his entire team to the best record in the CFL out there in Calgary. Clydesdales are big, they're beautiful, and although he's not huge, women would say this man is beautiful. The players in the CFL have spoken, and my guest has been voted the toughest player to bring down. I am pleased to be welcomed by John Cornish of the Calgary Stampeders here on the Cabby Presents podcast. Good afternoon. Thank you very much, Cabby. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, you can, you can follow his adventures at Johnny Cornish. That's at J-O-N-N-Y-C-O-R-N-I-S-H. Sorry about my voice, man. I like, um, I started getting a little, I don't know, a little tickle in it on Wednesday. And then Thursday was Halloween. Um, and then, yeah. And then Friday I went to see Bad Grandpa. So just like three nights of just assaulting my voice. And uh, it sounds like this. Yeah, I, I've actually heard a few coaches uh, with voices like that before, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, they, that's just from yelling. Mine was from laughing and singing and carrying on. <laughs> Well, at least you had a good time. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Say, so, hey, when I was um, in the seventh grade, follow me here, I went to elementary school with a kid named Granville Riley. He was like an athletic specimen. He ran like the wind. He jumped like a gazelle. He had muscles like Terrell Owens at 13. His mother was like the disciplinarian in the household. And, and since she was of Caribbean descent, she beat his ass with the belt, slippers, the broom, anything to discipline Grandpa when he messed up. And I swear that's how he developed his athleticism, was dodging, was jumping and maneuvering in tight spaces, trying not to get hit. You, John, how did you develop your athleticism? Well, so I did something in high school that my, uh, that my coach and vice principal and eventually principal didn't like me doing. But <laughs> in my high school, we had really tight hallways, like like maybe, maybe 10 feet across. Okay. And uh, between periods, uh, everybody would switch classes, so it would get really tight. So after my first year of football, I, uh, I, I found that I really liked avoiding people. So I would sprint full speed through that group of people. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds amazing. Yes, yeah. So, so it continued until I had a, uh, a teacher that was, uh, I think, four or five months pregnant. Uh, I juked her. So that's when I, I got disciplined for it, and that was, there's no more running in the hallways. Wait, wait, wait. So, but you, ju- you juked her like you avoided her. Like you probably like, yeah, rolled yeah, off her. her. But like, but like, I don't know. They didn't want me doing it anymore after that. John, how, <laughs> how did the kid turn out? Did the kid suffer any damage as a result no, of you? I, I think the kid. I think was, the kid was just fine. 
I know that she's uh, still at my, my high school. So uh, you hope the kid is fine. You hope. Well, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you probably would have heard something if if something happened. You would have heard by now. Like, hey, you remember Mrs. Robinson? Well, guess well, what? It has been like fourteen years. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So wait, when you were running down the hall, were you barreling into people? Like no, knocking no, them over? No, 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 no. I would never touch a single person. Oh. I was just moving between the people. And, uh, yeah, I, I basically did the exact same thing in the hallway as I do on the field. So you had, so you developed your Barry Sanders game early on. Yeah, well, I, I would agree. Um, the first time I played football, like, ever was when, in grade seven. And I remember the very first time I carried the ball, I outran everybody. And then there was one person, like, pretty close to the goal line, and one of the moves that I did was I held the ball out in front of me. And then they just grabbed the ball and ran the other direction. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a, what a lesson to learn. So right, you, right, are, right, you right. just completed this unbelievable run, avoiding dodging everybody. You are yards, like, like less than 10 yards away from the, from the end zone, holding the ball out to cross the plane, and the dude just snatched the ball away from you. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, too aware of ball security at that point. <laughs> but you are now, though. Yeah, yeah. I would say a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yes, you absolutely are. After you appeared in um, uh, the Sportsnet magazine as one of Canada's hottest athletes, what kind of response did you get on Twitter from the female population? Uh, no, I mean, it was, it was pretty, I, it was a great photo shoot. You know, I, I love going down there. But, uh, you know, that issue was really more about the women than the men. You know, I, I had a full page. I thought the picture turned out pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, uh, the, the women like it, but, you know, see, my girlfriend tends to discourage me from uh, <laughs> from replying to women on Twitter. Hey, listen. So, so I, I mean, I can't really, you know. <laughs> yeah, listen, you can't help the at mentions that you get, you know what I mean? If you don't, yeah, you can't help that. You can't help that. I can't help the reply. Right. So. You're, just, you're just only a man, and you just happen to be a good-looking man who just happened to take a pretty good, a great photo on top of, like, a rock cliff. And you know you can't just help the positive feedback. You know that's yeah. how you. Can... I mean, I mean, maybe it's more the Red Rock Canyon where we shot. Red Rock Canyon, so okay. Beautiful, and uh, like guy, nobody I was looking know. at the rocks. Okay, nobody's looking yeah. at the rocks below <laughs> your feet. They're looking at your friggin' abdomen. All right. They, okay, so. you you do you did mention there were some beautiful athletes. There were some beautiful women in that issue. One hundred percent. How many of them do you know? Um. Like personally, yeah, well, like uh, in a, like a hey, what's up? You know, like a, I don't know, like you would uh, you would recognize and you would see at a function and you would talk to the person, that kind of thing. Um, not like how many do you know? Do you know like hey, high school prom? Like you know, first year university? Do you know? Do you know? Not like that. Well, um, you know, uh, none of them. <laughs> like I, I met some some people down there and uh, they're pretty cool. Uh, like Olympic uh, bicyclist, um, I, I forget her name right now. Uh, downhill skier Kelsey Serwa, right? Um, our uh, Bob Sledder, um gold medalist. Is that uh, Hollingsworth? No, no, no. she most of Hollingsworth plays. Uh, I should know this. Uh, the one where she had a huge tad on her leg. Oh yes, 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 and she's just jacked like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she's as as some brothers would say, she's tick. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's an apt term. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but uh, and Clara Hanna, she's a volleyball player, right? Um, right. Yeah, and there, there's a few other people there, but it, it was pretty nice. I, I think I was the only guy for for the group of women that was there, so I, you know, I got to take them all out to, on a <laughs> night to Vegas. <laughs> oh, was that where you guys shot it in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. So it was just you and like five or six athletes. Yeah. And the photographer. I mean, Right, and the photographer was super cool. Like all, all the people there, all the Sportsnet magazine people were great, and uh, our photographer was awesome too. So it was, it was such an awesome experience. It, it, I mean, that combined with Vegas and yeah, and yeah, I like the I like the and yeah part. I mean, yeah, I mean I, it's I, Vegas, right? Like, <laughs> what does that mean, John? What can you tell you us about? Exactly. I'm not going to say the, the term, but everybody knows the term. The phrase. Oh man, you know there are times where. I feel like um, Calgary is kind of like Vegas, and specifically the Calgary Stampede. And you guys, unfortunately, every it seems like every year that the Calgary Stampede happens that you guys are out of town because yeah. the team doesn't trust you guys with the shenanigans that take place during that 10-day stretch in, uh, in uh, the early part of July. Now... Um, and is that is that did were you have you been able ever been able to sneak out and enjoy like well, we aren't really like locked down but uh, I mean sometimes we're on road trips this year actually we played in Sask and then um and then someplace else after that so we were like sort of able to be in Calgary so we got to experience some nights of Stampede and the our game second game was on Friday so we actually got to experience a full final weekend of Stampede 2. Wow. And and how was that? Do you remember? Yeah, it's it's always fun. I, I remember I was at uh, the Cowboys tent on its last night. Uh, or second to last night because the last night was Nelly was playing. But it was it was pretty awesome. Like uh, I think they had like 4,000 people in there. It's yeah, it's it's, it's insane. Packed. Yeah, insane. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Your um or our uh prime minister was at Cowboys on Friday night. Like yeah. and did, did you know? Do you know about this? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, having a nice little hoedown. He had like he had like a thirty-minute set, and he played with like. First of all, I didn't know our prime minister could sing. I know yeah. he's a, I know he's a big hockey fan, but I didn't know the dude could sing. And he played the keyboards, so he had like a thirty-minute set with this group called Herringbone, and he did like yeah, he did like the good old hockey game. He did like a Johnny Cash song, uh, "False in Prison Blues." Um, have you, when you're at Cowboys and you are enjoying your night, are you, do you, are you one of those dudes that like sings the country songs? No, I don't really know too much country. My, uh, my roommate in college, he had me going on the country a little bit, Yeah, but it's only because he drove me everywhere and had me <laughs> listen to it in his car. But, uh, you know, since I left Kansas, uh, sorry, cut the country all my life. <laughs> yeah, but you live in a city where, like, there's so much country music. It's like no, the no, only no. city in our country which has, like, is that um, passionate country. for country yeah, music. Yeah, for Western, yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. But um, for every person that you have that, you know, a staunch country fan, you got quite a few people that, you know, just normal Canadians. So it's it's... I don't know. Like during Stampede, everybody becomes a cowboy or cowgirl. Like, I mean, at that point, you know, everybody listens country. But outside of Stampede, it's it's pretty it's pretty chill. People like their top forty. When you uh, enjoy the Stampede, do you like? Is there does a photograph exist of you wearing a cowboy hat 
a uh, cowboy boots, and a plaid shirt. Do you think there's, no. is, there's a photo? Well, the, uh, the last picture I took, uh, actually, I, I was wearing a mural shirt. So <laughs> I had uh, uh, basically uh, cowboys against the sunset on the on the prairie across <laughs> on, on my shirt. And uh, so, like, I didn't take many pictures, but I actually came across another dude at Cowboys with that exact same shirt. Oh. So we, we stood beside each other. Yeah. And we just had this continuing mural across our Oh, body. that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's really funny. See, like, girls... They hate each other if they see each other out with the same outfit. Like, she doesn't look as good as me. And then she starts to pick her apart. Dudes, it, it's like you guys bonded over the same the same yeah, exactly. fashion sense. Yeah, like this, when you have that innate sense, the fashion sense, and then somebody else, they have that same sense. You have to share that with each other. Yeah, give each other a dap. Maybe you have, you know, a toast or whatever, and you enjoy that moment. Do you understand how, like, judgmental girls are? With each yeah. other, like when you're walking down the street with your girl, and she's, you know, you what? Like, do you understand what level of, of like specific, like I want to, I don't microscopic vision that girls have as they are like literally in their minds ripping apart another chick's outfit. Well, I, I actually feel like I do. I, I think my ex girlfriend, um, you know, I she's a uh, you know nothing against her or anything. <laughs> but uh, she's, uh, she's definitely one of the more jealous types. Right, okay. And uh, because of that, she was always, any, any woman in my visual range, any woman I could potentially see, <laughs> she would uh, be ripping into him before I, I ever even saw him. Wow. So, so, like, yeah, she didn't like women interacting with me at all. <laughs> it sounds like you had to spend a whole lot of time either like, oh, I didn't even see her, baby, or wearing sunglasses, or like when you see women approaching, then you all of a sudden you're just looking up at the buildings around you like, oh, I didn't know they had a satellite dish found, over there. I found I have, I, I use, like to use terms from Call of Duty. You got the quick scope, and then you got the, <laughs> the hard scope. <laughs> <laughs> That is tremendous. So wait, the quick. What is the quick scope, and then what's the hard scope in the reference quick scope, to? Yeah. You can't move your head. If you move your head, they're gonna see that. Take that little picture, that mental picture. Move your eyes back, and then, oh, like, man. I find it it's best to like take that picture and then look at your girlfriend. Right. Because then, like, they never even have a clue. And then the hard scope. That's the one that gets you in trouble. That's when your eyes lock, and it's long enough. Maybe just a second but long enough for the woman to notice. So oh. that's, that's one you have to be careful with. Of course. But when you're around other guys, I mean, everybody hard schools. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, it's in our DNA. We, you know, we're like, we're in our blood, we're hunters in our fibers. So yeah, we always have to look at, you know, uh, things uh, in the periphery or right. in our and line of vision. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with looking. No, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, oh, that's, that's great advice. 100% great <laughs> advice. I always, I, fi I mean, I find that like when you're just out, like sunglasses is always like the best thing. Cause you know, I was going to say B is also a good choice. Yeah, sunglasses. I yeah. Just a, a nice pair of like aviators, dark tints, and then you're, you're good. But as you said, like it, it the quick scope, that's like, that is absolutely, and it, it makes sense that the quick scope comes from someone like you because your your eyes are always darting in, in your profession yeah. because you're finding little holes to run through, and uh, and avoiding people who try to who want to inflict pain on you. Yeah, very accurate. Hey, at this point in the season, how much does your body hurt, John? Um, you know, I got a little bruised yesterday in the game. It was a uh, it was a strange thing. I get, 
the very first play of the game, running through the hole. And then uh, just uh, I got hit underneath my shoulder pads, which never happens. But uh, really, like so, where, so like was, on your chest, uh, or like the well, side, yeah, like on your side. You, you tend to, you know, you tend to be less than specific when you're in season about. Oh, uh, fine, okay, <laughs> fine. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, you but, just turned uh, into the. But, did you just, uh, like, just just a little bruise? But like enough <laughs> for me to be like, you know, this this game, you know, this is a important game, but like. You know, these guys are trying to kill me out here. So, uh, you know, I took a few more carries, and, you know, we weren't going anywhere, so Huff pulled me at that point. But uh, because Huff pulled me, I, yesterday's game basically left nothing on me but this little bruise. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling a lot better than I did last year this time. John, last year this time I felt less prepared for the, the ordeals of the entire season. Um, I, I'm going to get to last year in just a second. I didn't know that I was talking to Bill Belichick about you're, like, very clandestine about uh, injuries and stuff. I, th- I found that very funny. Just like, yeah, we're less, <laughs> we're less specific about our injuries in season, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, it's just, like, I mean, if you tell somebody, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this uh, big bruise on my on my calf, you know, people are going to go after that. I, I suppose. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just, I mean, how it goes. Nobody listens to this anyway, John. I mean, you're kind of doing this as a favor to me. Oh, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what happened last year? Why were you so beaten up? Like, what what part of your body well, was beaten up last year? I wasn't year? that much more beaten up. I was just more beaten up than I am now. Right? Like, I would say, of all the players on my team, I, I'd probably take the most hits. I mean, the offensive line, they, they hit every single play. But they're, the distance between them and the opposing players is probably a yard to two yards. But uh, when somebody hits me, they most likely had a run at it. So I, I'm exposed to, and I get thrown to the ground too. So I mean, I do get exposed to quite a few hits, but I, I found that like deciding how you're going to get hit is the way to prevent you know major injuries and whatnot. What does that mean? Like you, the way that I don't know what that means. I don't know. Like uh, like sometimes you just have to accept that somebody's going to tackle you, right? Like somebody's three yards away from you and they have a specific angle and they aren't like shooting low or uh, like running high. It's going to be hard to deal with them, especially a guy like uh, Adam Big Hill, uh, Chip Cox, um, like uh, Hinock Mwamba. Like those guys are great tacklers, and sometimes you have to just be like, okay, this this guy's going to tackle me. What am I going to do to maximize the yardage before he tackles me? Mm-hmm. And by by also, I mean besides that, also deciding how I'm going to go down. Because like, quite frequently, if somebody's going to shoot my legs, I'll just jump over them and go down. Like that's. It's, it's simple, right? So it prevents me from even getting hit very often. So uh, little things like that or deciding to hit his corner rather than running directly into his chest, you know, hitting one of the sides. So just little things like that helps prevent, you know, accumulating major uh, major damage. I mean, you're going to get bumps and bruises, but the, the key is to prevent the accumulation of problems. Very innate, your sense of... Uh your surroundings and protect ultimately protecting yourself or finding ways to when the pain comes to uh, have as least of it as possible. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So speaking of calculations, um, at what age did you decide to shave your head completely? Uh, that was, uh, two and a half years ago. Like it's three, maybe you, you saw, yeah, you three saw, years ago. you saw that it started to go. And you're like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is just, I'm just going to, yeah, yeah, I decided not to hold on to something that wasn't worth holding on to. <laughs> now, when you shave your head, can, like, do you use a like a like a blade or do you use yeah, a I, liner? I use like a, I use a mop, 
Like a Mach 4? 3 or Mach 4, one of those? Yeah, Mach 4. Is it Mach 4? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, so, so I use one of those, and I use shaving cream for my head. Um, Dude, don't you get bumps? No, I, I shave every day. Every day? Guy, aren't you, you're, like, you're going to, like, how often are you cutting yourself? None. What do you mean? <laughs> Guy, your hair won't grow back long enough for it, to, for it to, ne- to have the necessity to shave it every day, dude. No, 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 mine does, though. What do you mean? What like, do you, like, like what are you, Jordan, Wolverine? Michael Jordan shaved his head every day. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how it goes. Like, if you have dark hair and light skin, like, you can, it pops out a little bit and you can see it. So right. I just... Like, I also feel like my head gets shiny when my my hair is, like, two days growth. Yeah. So I don't like that either. So, <laughs> uh, so okay, but you, okay, that's hilarious. Uh, you mentioned Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I almost feel like Michael Jordan, actually, not, not almost, I do feel like Michael Jordan single-handedly made bald heads cool for, like, for young people. I mean, you, like, in, like, the 80s, there was, like, the Kojak TV show and but Kojak was like an older dude and you know there's some other dudes like but but Michael Jordan because of how iconic a figure he was in pop culture and obviously in sports he made it cool so I have I have a list of guys and I want you to tell me I want you to estimate how long from it, it will be before that person decides to shave it off completely oh because I have so shave it down to like short or shave as, it down as bald to- like bald like you. All right, so the, these guys are in varying degrees of baldness, and someone, one of their friends, has had to be like, "Come on, dude, you know it's it's time." Okay. Carlos Boozer. I've always found that like, like Hispanics can sort of get away with with that a little bit more. So you, so what do you what do you say? I time wise, like a like two years. Three years, maybe, or you, or you think less than no, that? No, he, he, he long time. He doesn't need to save that. You think he's, he'll just keep it? He'll just ride it out? He might. Okay. Like, you know, I think a lot of people make that choice. Like, shaving, going completely bald is like, like, you see more people doing it now, but it's not a choice everybody makes. Okay, fine. All right. This one's a little tougher because you don't get to see his head that often. However, it is going. Um, member of the... Boston Red Sox, the world champion Boston Red Sox, second baseman Dustin Pedroia. Have you ever seen him without his hat on? No, is he balding? Oh, dude. It's like he has this giant, it's like all the hair that should have grown on his head is growing through his face. So it's like the gravity is pulling it through his head to his face. And he's well, um, he's going, but he's a baseball player so he can hide it. I like, I like um, facial hair with, with bald. Um, actually, uh, the, the sort of the reason why I sort of like the goatee with uh, the bald is uh, I watched Star Trek back in the day, uh, Star Trek <laughs> Deep Space Nine, and uh, Benjamin Sisko, the captain, yeah. he, like after a few seasons, he went bald with uh, with the goatee, and he was so much more hardcore after that. Yeah, so he was. I that's, think that's why I like it. So with him, I think he should go bald and let the let his facial hair grow. Um, I think it was uh, Avery Brooks was that actor's yeah, name. Avery Brooks. Yeah, yeah Avery Brooks. Brooks. He had a he had a super deep voice too, and he definitely yeah, had a yeah. command of the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Woods. It's a tough one. Yeah, he, he, like, he has that like light like that sort of fuzzy hair. Yeah, so he can spin, and it's not so bad. Like he could probably like use that like the hair. 
um, hairspray paint. I know actually I know actually a few football players that did that. Come on, in real life? Who? In real life. Who did it, John? I can't, I can't tell you. John, who did it? Can't tell you. Come on, John. Just one guy. You said a couple. Okay, okay one guy. Okay. Um No, because it's like it's just like whole game. And he's back in the league now. He'll get pissed off. He's still in the league or is he out of the league? He's he's back in the league. He's out of the league and he's back in the league now. Now he just came back in the league. But like it was a recent thing, so now like if if it was three weeks ago I could have told you. Who's the guy? Who's the okay? Who's the? Is there another guy that you can think of who's no longer in the league that used to spray paint his hair, spraying those little those little lights, those thin spots? Well, you just yeah, you're trying to pry. This is sometimes you got to have information that you reserve just for your teammates. Like, this is this is one of those things. Like <laughs> go tell the people like this guy still does it. <laughs> so like, like you have his secret exposed. Oh man, this is unbelievable! I can't believe so much. Like, like I, you know who I think does that? Jermaine Jackson. Have you ever seen that dude? Obviously, you've seen his hair, but his yeah. hair doesn't look real, does it? To you? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but uh, it looks like it was made by the Jet Propulsion Laboratory or like NASA because it just doesn't look like it's from Earth mm-hmm. or belongs yeah. on Earth. You know what I? Uh, you know, people are doing now. They're getting the the scalp tattoo. What? So they're getting like uh, like dark uh, spots put in their scalp, and then uh, that looks like uh, like you have hair if you just like shave and stuff. So, you, so you, yeah. what do you mean? What? See, where did you like, see that? You just look. You can find it anywhere online. Like it's, it's just it's a common procedure now. If people go in, like uh, you can get uh, your hair, like your um, your hair replaced by a tattoo. Is that what like uh, Nick Cage and? Like John, oh no! I think Nick Cage and John Travolta—they got like the they got hair, like plant. yeah, hair plants, hair plugs, Pl- plugs, yeah, plugs. Wow, a head tattoo. You can go to you can go to India. Hey, listen, when I started balding, I, I researched this stuff. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So, so, so you can go to India and uh, you can get the hair plugs because they lots of people are willing to donate because hair plugs are like another person's like hair follicles, right? Or it can also be yours. So they can take stuff from, like, the back of your head and then put it in the top of your head. So it's it's a sort of gross procedure because you're, like, yeah. <laughs> so wait a second. Wait, like, why were you, why did you, did you fall down, like, a YouTube rabbit hole one day and you saw these videos? And, like, you know, because there's always, like, suggested videos on the side of YouTube and then you end up clicking one and one leads to another and blah, blah, blah. Like, how did you even discover this? Uh, yeah, well, that's that's basically the method that I use, but I do that on Wikipedia, or I, I used to more so. Wait, because were you looking at your like options well, for I was, you? Yeah, I was, yeah, because I, you know, at first I was in, I was in denial. I was like, you know, I switch your herbal essences. You know, the, <laughs> the shampoo's making my hair fall out, so I'm, I'm a, you know, so I, I first I thought it was that, but then I, I sort of realized it wasn't after I switched. So I, uh, I started just looking at my options. And uh, so that's why I decided the best option was just to save it all. Wow, this is this is unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, I have a few more for you. Um, oh, yeah. And you, and you know what? And John, you made the right choice. Just just <laughs> just shave it off. Just shave it off. Uh, Junior DeSantos, who was a UFC heavyweight, he yeah. just lost recently to Cain Velasquez. Junior's got his is really thin. I don't know yeah. if you, but but like I was saying about like Hispanic guys, like, it's sort of like. 
I don't want to say it works, but they can get away with it a little bit easier. I know. I don't. I don't really know why I feel that way, but maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe he should probably save it though. <laughs> like, like, like you, you get to a point where you just you're holding on, right? Like, yes. You know, it's it's gone, dude. Accept it. Have you ever seen like, like a a woman with like a receding hairline or like thin at the front? It's kind of uh, well. I women tend to like thin uh, generally over the head, over the scalp. Yeah. So, but but I've never seen a receding. That would be actually actually. Um, I do got this one story. So, so you know, I, you know, I work at the bank, right? No, I didn't know that. Okay, well, I work at the bank. Okay, and uh, so we had this one one person come in, and uh, so she she was undergoing uh, hormonal therapy, and that that was the only person that I've seen. It was a man going into a woman. Okay, yeah. it was, so, she, was so, she was changing, and, she, and yeah, she was changing, and, right? Uh, but he had already had his hair thin out. Oh my so goodness! She became a she. She had to wear wigs and stuff. But she's a great-looking woman, absolutely. Uh, you know, great personality because she she's a common person in the bank. But uh, right, yeah, yeah. In between, like there was yeah. Wow. She, she's the only woman that I've seen, but that was because of that. So yeah. right, because 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 she uh, formally. Had was thinning up top, and then she had the wow. That's um, that's how do you how do you act? Like you have to act like everything's normal, right? You have to act like hey, it's just a regular Tuesday, and this person this well, is just well, this, something this you see the every day. That she asked me, and this is this is. I think as a teller, you might not ever hear this in your life, but oh, is it possible to change my sex on my account? Oh my word! Yeah, wow. Right. Yeah. So, like, I and I had to like legitimately question like, if it was actually possible because, like, some stuff like it doesn't have a toggle, like you can't change it. Like, once it's dead, it's dead. But no, no, they, they were able to to handle all that and stuff for it. Wow, what it what it that must have been the talk of the whole that day's work was that person like asking that. Uh no. Well, see, 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 you. Like you talk with your your coworkers, of course. Like, you know, yeah, we always there's always inter office gossip, and there's always like oh, you know, all kinds of things. I would imagine that that's not an everyday. That's not, that's certainly not a question you might get a, again in your life. Yeah, absolutely, maybe not again in my life. But there are questions posed at the bank that are just like completely on left field. Like just have no idea where they're coming from with this with this stuff. Like what's another one? Uh, just. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but we basically, this is the thing about the bank. So now most people do most of their banking online or, you know, like over the phone or they can come into an ATM, right? So the people that you actually have coming up to you very often have problems. So that's, that's what I'm sort of getting at. They, you have to deal with so many problems because the only people that are in line at the bank are people that have problems or they got like, you know, checks that they have to deposit. So like, deal with a lot of problems. That's uh, I have okay. That that's amazing, and I wish you could remember. Maybe if if you remember one in the next few minutes, well, then I, I I wish I could. But like in the end, yeah. I probably already violated some privacy. <laughs> no, privacy. you're not saying who this. <laughs> you're not saying who this person. You're not saying. No, hey, I know, I know, but we aren't really supposed to talk about clients. Listen, so. everybody, like people have seen that person in the street. Okay, people have seen that person in Calgary, Alberta, walking around, 
and yeah. that person works somewhere, so that person's colleagues knows about this this change. That, Potentially. Yeah, they Potentially. Know. But this is, this is the thing. After your change, if you don't tell somebody that you had the change, you won't know. You don't think? Unless it's pretty obvious. I think, I think actually, those are... After, no, I actually have a... Oh, my first boss underwent a, uh, a sex change. And, what? Uh, this, this is crazy. Well, I'm talking with Cavi about sex changes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she has a sex change. And after that, like, complete change, like, like, the voice was a little bit soft for a man's potentially, but that was it. Like, and even that deepened over time. So it's, 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 what, something that changes, like, if you're going undergoing hormone therapy, like, over time, you will, like, slowly become more womanly. Wow. Manly, I guess. I mean, well, the, the, wait, the boss, your, your former boss was going, was, uh, uh, transgendered, so it was a woman first and now a man, or vice versa? Yeah, yeah, woman to man. Woman to man? Yeah. Whoa. That's like, uh, I feel, I don't know what the numbers are, but I feel like that's, like, in the, the minority most, of, like, yeah. that's a smaller percentage of... Transgender people, I think, but I have no idea. I'd actually be interested in seeing those statistics because, like, you never really know about stuff like that. You might just be surprised. Oh, I would, I would totally be surprised. I mean, you're the only, John. You're the only person that I know that, like, that has dealt with like two people. I know. I have a friend who was like on these MTV shows, and uh, he he was in like Road Rules or one of those. Like, yeah. And and and. They had to go to like Thailand for like four months, and in the house, one of the contestants was a transgendered person, and yeah. he just like he he would talk to her for hours about everything, and like unfiltered, no holds barred, like really, really like like graphic stuff. He told me, and it was like a comedy routine. It was unbelievable one night, but um, but that's one. So he's he's encountered one, but you've encountered two. That's, well, I mean. I you've worked with one, yeah. A, and then two, you've had this, wow, that's, um, Well, I mean, it, that's I, don't like, I don't really like, when somebody is transgendered, like, I don't, I don't really like the term, because for me, like, you're either, you know, what you're going to be, if you want to be a male, for me, that, that makes you sort of male, you know, like, I don't know if you have any friends like this, but, like, you have a white friend. And like, or your friend has a white friend, and then your friend, your black friend, tells you that oh, he's black, and then she counts as black. Oh, so it's sort, of, yeah. sort of the same thing. Like if, if they say they're a woman, then that's how I'm gonna like, you know, I'll treat you as a woman. Okay. You know? And as a man, like I, I don't really treat you know opposite sexes differently, but you know, I'll, you're, you're a woman. If you say you're a woman, then you are. No, okay, and I get, you, I get that, but I think, I think in. Like society, I think transgendered is the term that yeah, we yeah. use for for people who. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Because, but personally, like I uh, actually had the opportunity to uh, speak at um, a, a conference in Saskatoon last year, breaking the silence. Okay, and it was all about. Um, actually, it was this year. Um, it was the breaking the silence conference is the Canada's longest running uh, lesbian, gay, trans by Alliance oh, okay. uh, conference, right? So I, I, I was a keynote speaker at this, and uh, so I got actually an opportunity to meet lots and lots of people of uh, differing sexualities and genders. And uh, for basically, for, like, like I had already had a lot of experience with, with sort of, you know, because, you know, my, my sister was lesbian, my mom uh, is married to a woman. So for me, like... I, I don't know, sexuality and stuff like that, 
I think it's we make we complicate it a little bit. Sorry for my little tirade. But. No, I like it. No, dude, I I would I would have not known any of this. Keep going. So you're at this okay. comp, yeah. So you're at this comp yeah. in Saskatoon. They invite you to be. So so <clears throat> I and I was I, as you were saying that I was like, why was this? Why were you invited to be the keynote speaker? But yeah. I guess you, you in your life you have people that you love who are who are right. gay and, and whatnot, so it's, you know, and you have, I'm sure you have a, you have a, a more unique experience than, uh, you know, some random, me, some random fat kid from Toronto. Yeah, yeah just a random, you can be. Yeah, but I'm still a, just a random fat kid from Toronto. I just got lucky a bunch of times. That's uh, pretty, see, that, that's how it is, though. It's not about being lucky a bunch of times. It's about being in the right place at the right time. No, no, and but that's luck. That. Well, no, I'm, it's not, though. <laughs> I, I gonna I, you're, you're, you, I might hire you to be my life coach at some point in the future, John, because things are working out very well for you, and they could be they could be better for me. Okay, I've I've one more one more name on the list of athletes who are balding, and I'd like you to give your thoughts. And when do you think this person will shave off their head completely? And the last name is King James. LeBron James. You know, that's actually, that's a good one. Um, you see, he can probably afford to get the, like, the Hollywood hair treatments and stuff. That <laughs> probably a lot of those actors get. But I think, would but, you think everybody would know, though? Like, the, the way... But, the, see, that's the thing, like, like, some of these guys, you would expect these Hollywood actors to have, like, lost some hair. Look at Richard Gere. Like, he looks the same as 30 years ago with true. a little bit of pepper on that. <laughs> <laughs> a little salt in that pepper. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, LeBron, he has his hair, and he's sort of known by his hair at this point. Yeah. So uh, I don't think you? I don't think he, he would he would be under such like he gets such ridicule if yeah. all of a sudden he like his his hairline started to it stopped receding and like and he didn't wasn't losing any more hair. It just stopped right there. I think people would know. Yeah. So what do you well, think, John? How much? How long do you think until he shaves off his head completely and goes with the Michael Jordan slash John Cornish look? I'm gonna say four years. Four years? I think it's long, dude. It is long. He's gonna hold on to it though. <laughs> those headbands are just gonna keep getting thicker. Because <laughs> those headbands actually work pretty well for him. Yeah, they d- really do. <laughs> Dude, they they're not like NBA regulated, dude, because they don't. I don't think his headbands have the NBA logo on them. I think they're just like plain headbands that are just thicker than the, than the ones you can get at a regular store. Because I actually I uh, I tried on a headband a few times and uh, like workout or whatever. And what it does, like you can have your hair fading behind it still, yeah. but like it, it removes the like original line, so it sort of looks like it could still be like down where your original hairline was. Yeah. So it's like some of that misdirection. <laughs> guys, I can I can think of Jermaine O'Neal and Richard Hamilton, both guys who w- wore headbands for a big part of their careers, because their hairlines were fade or were receding, and they had the braids, so the braids were actually pulling the hairline back. So they rocked headbands to cover it up, and then both dudes just shaved their heads, and then Richard Hamilton, his was super thin on top, and then yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, I think, just shaved his head almost pretty much all the way. Johnny Cornish, was awesome talking to you. Yeah, it was very, very fun times, Gabby. Thank very you, fun. sir. On Twitter, 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's at Johnny Cornish, J-O-N-N-Y-C-O-R-N-I-S-H. Are you on Instagram also? Nah. No Instagram, just Twitter. And you like a Facebook page. A Facebook, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, listen, good luck the next couple of weeks, and um, I might see you in Saskatoon, homie. Sounds good, sounds good. All right, be brother, there. be well. Have a good one, thanks. Peace. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.